God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. No wonder why that seemed low. I had my computer turned down a little bit. Ah. Oh, well. That's okay. We're the God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirla. God's elect know the time when judgment day is coming. <laughs> you just love that. You really like that. <laughs> That's okay. But the unbelievers, <laughs> they don't know the time. I can't they don't get, know the time. I just can't get enough of that for some reason. <laughs> I believe you're a racist. I think we're <laughs> inquire no more, you feral beast. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, if you want to call the God Whispers hotline, we haven't had a call. I don't know why I even pay for this thing. Anymore. I don't know either. I'm going to give up on the Skype. I, I had entirely. a couple of hangups. Uh, that, that's about it. And then, and then every now and then, Henning tries to call or something. But Henning, uh, that's. That's usually to talk about Amarula or commanded us to warn them. <laughs> Manly Doctors 13 on the Skype hotline, 626-593-7713. I think we keep this so that we can maintain our status as Manly Doctors. Because you know, that's we, true. We got we, it from the phone If number. we lose control of that number, we lose, <laughs> we lose our, our standing. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, man. Yes. What are you going to do? Who are you? Why are you here? I've asked that question many times and really haven't come up with a decent answer to the whole thing. Um, yeah. Hmm. I think, is it, is it something like Bill? Didn't I say? Didn't, didn't I, I don't know. I thought I introduced myself already. I'm not paying attention. If you want to write us uh, by email, which is a very effective way of communicating with the Manly Doctors of Divinity, that's at godwhispers at gmail. Dot com. So this kind of makes you mellow. He does. And then all of a sudden, it's like it's like screeching cats and fingernails on oh, a chalkboard. Oh, it is. It, and um, the mothership is godwhispers.com or .org. Love to hear from you. Yes. We're getting close to the uh, to October. Life it's not that far away. <laughs> we'll be... You never know what's going to happen. You still not making fun of Harold? <laughs> Hark, a loon. Oh, well, enough of that. Yes, indeed. So, 4th of July. Anything going boom in your neighborhood? Oh, things always go boom in my neighborhood, the 4th of July. <laughs> I, I like to go around asking the kids why they're shooting off fireworks to see if anybody even remotely knows what the purpose of the holiday is because besides we shooting can. off fire, fireworks. Yeah, you know, growing up in California kind of sucked because we we weren't even when I was a kid I wasn't allowed to have fireworks that go boom in California. You had to sneak them past the the border guards from Mexico. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, fireworks were illegal in Illinois too, where I grew up. Really? Yeah, you had to. Uh, of course, there were always interstate truckers who made a little sideline business. <laughs> so if you knew anybody whose dad was a trucker, you could usually get a hold of so because they go to Tennessee. We used to go every now and then. We'd go visit relatives in Missouri over the Fourth of July. Then, oh yeah. Then we'd 
you know, we just, just blast things wild. off. Was, I remember one time we did a driving trip to uh, to Florida. My family always took a summer vacation, so we did this driving trip to Florida. And I managed, I don't know how I managed this, but I managed to persuade my parents to buy a brick of firecrackers nice. in Tennessee. Yes. Because they'd have these fire these fireworks stands. You all blow over your hand it. off, kid. <laughs> and uh and so so uh one year I mean and so we're transporting this these illegal fireworks, this brick of firecrackers uh, yes. across state lines. My parents my parents are very law abiding citizens, so I'm surprised they managed to pull that off. But prior to that, what we'd do is we'd kinda go around and hang out at the houses that were shooting off bricks of fireworks. Mm. Sometimes they'd shoot off whole bricks. You just light the whole brick, and, and, it, and just, it just it goes on for about twenty minutes. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, some would light off packs, so you know. And I forgot yeah. how many packs were in a brick, but but you'd uh, you'd light off a pack or two at a time, and, and you know you get this rapid fire thing. Right. But the cool thing was there were a lot of un unlit or un exploded fireworks. Right. So we'd collect all of them. You ever whack them with a hammer? Well, what we did was you'd, <laughs> you'd crack them in half oh, in yeah. the middle. Yeah. And then you'd take a lighter or or a punk. Remember those punks? Yeah. The punks were awesome. I, to this day, I don't know what they're made of, but, but uh, you know, you kind of lit them. And they'd, but you'd, you'd, you'd light them in the middle, and then they'd start hissing and sputtering, and then you'd stomp on them with the heel of your shoe, and, and they'd ah. pop. They'd, 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 just similar to the hammer. Now, we, we got fireworks that were non-exploding fireworks, like Piccolo Pete's and the fountains oh, yeah. and that sort of yeah. thing. You know, snakes, too. Remember the little oh, snake yeah, pellets? Yeah. They, they were called safe and sane fireworks. Yeah. But we found ways of making them <laughs> unsafe and insane. insane. Yeah, you know, no, if, we did If too. you get those vice grips out and pinch one of those Piccolo Pete's <laughs> in the right place, it's just, whee, boom, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all a matter. It's really it's simple physics. It's just a matter of confining the explosion and it, or confining the combustion gases to a very small volume. Yep, and you'll get a decent explosion every time. Well, kids don't care why; they just care that exactly. <laughs> well, you know, after a whole evening of lighting, uh, collecting undischarged firecrackers, cracking them in half, lighting them, and stomping on them with our heels. Um, our hearing was damaged because our our ears were ringing like crazy, <laughs> and we had bruised bruised heels, so we were limping all over the place because we we'd been doing too much stomping on fireworks, and and your hands smelled like gunpowder, which was really kind of cool. Sounds like a great Fourth of July to me. Now, of course, there are always the juvenile delinquents in the neighborhood who managed to procure cherry bombs and yes. M80s. Now, an M80, I think that's like an eighth of a stick of dynamite or something like that. Something like that. You know, know. When, when an M80 goes off, you know it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and it was just, just awesome noise. It would rattle windows. I'm, I'm going to fink right now. Kim Riddlebarger, yeah. White Horse Inn. Yeah. Uh, I was at Mike Horton's house on uh, New Year's Eve one time, and Kim showed up with a couple of M80s. <laughs> <laughs> If we went out front, he lit one of those, boom, it left a divot in the lawn and set off all the car alarms yes. in like, you know, in, a, in about a 200-foot radius all of the car alarms. I, I never grew up with car alarms, so so that's kind of a new thing here is on my block. There, there's always somebody on the block that's got M80s. Yes. And and they managed to get off about five or six of them before the, the L.A. County sheriffs show up. <laughs> uh, 
but they're a real nuisance. But they'll set off every car alarm in the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. The other thing I miss Southern California is we don't have now. Maybe maybe I'm just not going to the right place, but we don't have very good sort of local municipal fireworks shows. Hmm. You know, ours are pretty lame around here. You know, they shoot off a couple of Roman candles, and that's about it. You know, but uh, growing up in Chicago, even the neighborhood parks would put on some really good fireworks. They have a good one up at the Rose Bowl every year. Oh, Rose Bowl? Yeah, Rose Bowl. Oh, who wants to deal with that traffic, though? No, not so much. Oh, you know, fireworks just not, it's it's not. There's always Disneyland. Or Anaheim Stadium for uh, Angels game. Yeah, that's right. I I bet Dodgers, I don't know if the Dodgers do it or not. (laughs) Not anymore. They can't afford it. Yeah, no one's going to the game since. The Angels, I've. That's where you get beat to death. They actually actually have a pretty decent show at Angels Stadium. Yeah, they do. And and the show at uh, at Disney is good. When uh, when our friend Pat worked at the Crystal Casino for Schuler. Uh, we went on the top of the tower there. Oh yeah, on the fourth. Of oh, July and you watch. You watch the you, Disney. You see about four different fireworks shows at the same time. Oh, that's a awesome. cool idea. Yeah. About the coolest view of fireworks I ever got was I flew on the fourth of July. I mean, in fact, this year I'm going to be flying on the fourth of July too, which is very cool because you can actually watch them from the air. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, you know they don't go up that high. They no. seem high from the ground, but from the air they're not high at no, all. Yeah, the, the big ones go up what, like maybe a thousand feet? Not even that. I don't think. I don't like, think they go like up the that big high. boomers at uh, Disneyland. Several hundred, maybe, but probably not a thousand. But 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 anyway, uh, when you're landing though, it's very cool because you get that same perspective. And I forgot where the heck I was landing. I was landing in Nashville, Tennessee. Hmm. And uh, and you look around and all over the place you just see these fireworks popping up from all over. It's very it's very cool. Sight. Pretty awesome. But uh, so I mean, do you have Fourth of July plans? Are you going anywhere? Yeah, usually we just barbecue? do family stuff. The little barbecue with the family. Yeah. Fourth yeah. of July has never been a big day. Do, do you do you put a flag out? Yeah, we we do that for Flag Day. Sing and for... patriotic songs and hymns. Not and, so uh, much. No. Do you do anything patriotic in church? No. Col- color right. guard. Uh, Maybe during the prayers we thank God for our country. You don't That's, sing. You don't sing uh, anything this, this from the is nation. My country or uh, the nation section. Oh back no, there. no, no! God bless Battle America. Battle of the Republic or something. No, yeah. no, not so much. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, usually it's it's the old vets that get worked up because you're not being patriotic enough in church. That would be the old World War vets. Yeah, the Vietnam vets don't get worked up about that. <laughs> Um, Maybe some Korean vets, Korean Korean, Korean war. war vets too. But there's some. The Vietnam vets are a different breed of vet. Uh, they get worked up, but not over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're the ones I, I reserve special honor for Vietnam War vets because they're the ones who got screwed. Yeah, that's true. What about you? You you have any uh, special things that you like to do on the fourth? Um, food mostly. I, <laughs> I, I went to a Lutheran church once over Fourth of July vacation, and I'm not going to say what church, but it was in Missouri. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. you can narrow it down to one out of fifty states. And, uh, <laughs> and was it Missouri Synod? It was, <laughs> and it's actually <laughs> to be one of the more conservative Missouri Synod. Oh yeah, churches. oh yeah, that's good. And they had God two, and country, baby. They had two. They have a very large chancel. They had two ten foot. Tall styrofoam statues of liberty in the chancel. Oh no 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 yes. no yeah green. Uh, that kind of gray green. I think they were just white statues of liberty. Yeah, two, and they were at least ten feet tall. Let me ask more. you this now: same church. Yeah, does it have a crucifix? I don't recall. No, that would be idolatrous, wouldn't it? Probably can't have can't yeah. have an image of Jesus, but not one, but two. Yeah. 
Yeah. Styrofoam. Yeah. Statues of Liberty. Yeah. I was in seminary at the time and I was Wow. Well, what else what else was was there accompanying pomp and or circumstance? Oh yeah, yeah. All the uh all the patriotic hymns were rolled out. No kidding. And all that. I I don't think they had a color guard or anything. I was just so mortified at the idolatry up front there. You know, I'd go like, for a flyover if 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 I if I had connections to do That would be pretty like, sweet. You know, I mean, I might make exceptions for a flyover. Would you do that at the invocation or the benediction? Um, tough call. Yeah. Uh, whenever they can fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had your your preferences, because they can time it. I mean, oh, yeah. really, no, they're they're really good close. They're good yeah, I would love. They're usually within over. about five seconds of where they're supposed to be. So. Have you ever flown in one of those? No, like, I would give my eye tooth. <sighs> I I would puke. It's my bucket list. I would pee my pants and love every second. Yeah, of right. It. That's right. The, the, I probably poop too. I'm not sure. There's a good chance. A lot of G's. Yeah, those G's yeah, forces squeeze everything, everything out. Of you. Do not have lunch beforehand. No, that's one no, thing that no, I'm told. No, no, although empty stomach is not the best thing either. Just kind of that middle place. Yeah, maybe you know what? Just just down a half bottle of Pepto Bismol. Yeah, that might, that might be a good place to go. Gatorade might be. <laughs> I would love. I'd I'd love to go in the you know one of those. There, there's a name for the thing. Yeah, you because know, the government has to has to sh- give away some schmooze seats. You know, for right. uh, defense people and stuff like that. There's, they actually have a formal name for that when they they haul out some hardware and have a pilot take some VIP the, up. The vomit comet? No, no, no. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the you got gravity one. That's you got to imagine those fighter boys want to want to make sure that you know this this uh, this congressman gets a ride. <laughs> yeah, let's let's take him on a ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw on uh, Mythbusters. I'd love, love to strap Nancy Pelosi into one of those. I'd things just strap that, her on a wing and then hit yeah. fire on the missile. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I saw uh, is like the best of the MythBusters. Yeah. They had uh, Jamie in the back, right? I think oh, he was riding shotgun in yeah, a fighter he's just jet, puking his guts yeah. out. He goes, yeah. He's like, I've never been so sick and loved every yes. second of it. <laughs> 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 but it, it, it's kind of it's kind of fun actually to sort of go around and ask the neighbors, most of whom are not of this country. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what the heck they are doing? Uh, shooting off all that, all those the uh, combustibles on on July fourth. Well, we're scaring off the demons. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Most of most of the thing is just a delayed Cinco de Mayo, you know. So, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I, I actually I, I think of all the the holi- the holy high holy days of American civil religion. I think Fourth of July is is the coolest. <clears throat> it is, it is the Easter. Of of the American civil religious calendar, it is pretty sweet. You know, it's like if you're going to be patriotic, there's your day. It's for it's for your the C and E version of a patriot. You know, it's Fourth no, of July. Yeah, you, you have uh, like uh, Pearl Harbor Day is kind of like the uh, Feast of Saint Michael's. Nobody pays attention. Yeah, right, kind of right. Thing, I mean, know? only people who really care right, and have right. a, have a dog in the hunt will go there. I but try for, to remember to put the flag out on Pearl Harbor Day every year, <laughs> just because no one else does. Well, you know, if you think about it, a, a lot of stuff in the, in the civil religion calendar looks like the sacred calendar. So Memorial Day is the equivalent of All Saints Day. Huh. You know, and and the Fourth of July. I mean that that is like Easter. That's that's the big day, uh, the big the big the big blowout celebration and stuff. And you know, on and on it goes. But but yeah, uh, uh, it's a great. The other thing I like about it is it hasn't been transferred to a Monday yet. 
<laughs> I mean, you well, except this year. We're celebrating the 4th of July. Well, it is on a Monday, but, you know, can you imagine? Oh, we're celebrating the 4th of July and the 7th of July uh, to uh, to transfer to a Monday. I almost want to get fireworks this year again, now that you mention it. We're in, we're in such a high fire area, come, though. It's come like down to Santa Ana. They sell qu- them a half block from my from Quadruply my illegal wherever we go. Yeah. Well, they sell them locally here, too. But we, we can have them at my house. We can have fireworks there. What? Your condo association? Yeah, yeah because I'm in Santa Ana. Santana. One of the coolest. Nothing that goes boom, though. I'll say well, the... Actually, some of these little fountains are pretty cool because they shoot up little baby firecrackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they shoot up, and it's like, bing, 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 bing. They're really cool. They're pretty sweet. One, one Fourth of July, we were, doing a, we were doing a higher things in St. Louis. And uh, oh, so, yeah. so we all went over to uh, Chris Lemker's house. Well, I think City Limits in St. Louis is a no-no. Well, we went, a, we went across the river to, and this is this is sort of rural Illinois. Yes. Uh, but we were over at Lemker's house, and and Le- Lemker, you know, he's 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 our organ genius. Right. He's the guy who did the cover for the Jesus is a friend of mine ringtone. Yes. You know? Yes. But but Lemker loves pyrotechnics, so so he he has. In fact, he's he's expanded his arsenal, but he has genuine mortars here. You know, I mean, the, oh yeah, he's got the he's got the kind of fireworks they shoot off in municipal shows. Now he's a pilot. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Maybe he could strap some of those to the wings of his plane there, and and <laughs> or Nancy Pelosi, and <laughs> but, strap but, him to Nancy. But he takes he goes out there. We, we're having steaks. We're kind of hanging at his house, and he sets up this this row of mortars on, on in the street. Yes, and he he comes out with a propane torch to light them, Sweet. you know, and and so he's he's firing these things off after dark, and the neighbors getting a little agitated across the street because I mean there's just like fireworks all over the place, and so the neighbors clearly getting tense, but what's cool is his kids are in the driveway, the, the neighbor's kids, loving it, Ooh, che- cheering cheering every everyone. His and, neighbor's just bent because he didn't do it. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, why. That, that's right. That's right. He suffered a, a loss of manhood at that point. <laughs> yeah. But Dad, I how mean, come you're not as cool as Mr. Limker? Yeah, he just, he just <laughs> was shooting these up. And they were loud. I mean, they were loud and they were big. These were commercial-grade fireworks. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of those mortars. They, they aren't really big ones, but they were pretty big. Yeah, these things And I didn't know. I had no idea what I was doing when I touched one off. I had, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden it went, boom, yeah. really loud. And it, like, thudded on my chest. And I, I like, oh, took three steps backwards and fell down. You got <laughs> like, shot with that? one? No, no, no. Oh. Just, just the... the the, the sound, the report, oh, just yes. like, boom, off your chest. Yeah, you know? yeah, You're yeah. Like, and it, it scared me. I'd take like three steps backwards and land on it's my It's the butt. big like, one. Ah! <laughs> Love that 4th of July. Awesome, awesome. Hey, let's look at the liturgy here. <laughs> what a segue. DS, DS1. <laughs> With or without the Statues of Liberty. Page 151, no Statues of Liberty allowed. Uh, you know what? I'm going to just just read... And and then I'll I'll let you pontificate because because <laughs> you're the guy who sat on the hymnal committee. I did, and you are Mr. Liturgy. I am. Whereas well, I uh, got an inferior education in liturgy. You're clueless as well. <laughs> so we we begin by standing. Why do we stand up? Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Well, that's a that's a good. Um, I mean, that's a great question because because liturgy. Uh, I like, uh, and I think I mentioned this in a, in a previous show. Uh, Roger Patelko uh, talks about rites and ceremonies. The rite is the word, and the ceremonies or the ceremonials are the actions that accompany the rite. 
Um, and so, so not only is, is liturgy, worship, words, words heard, words spoken, but they're also actions, and the actions visually interpret the words. And so um, standing, if you think about it, in our culture, standing is the highest honor short of saluting. Right. And so when the flag, you know, we were talking Fourth of July, when the right. flag appears, people stand. You, you know? rise to say the pledge. You go to an Angels a baseball you game. You stand for the you national stand anthem. stand for the national anthem and face the flag. You know, in, in places where, where there's a monarchy, the king enters the room, you stand. Uh, even, you know, the president enters the halls of Congress to give the uh, State of the Union, and everybody stands. In fact, they're, I think they're called to stand, uh, you know, as, as the, uh, the president is announced and stuff. So if for us, it's, it's the highest honor. Yeah, the, the judge the, comes in the room. Yeah, yeah. I'll stand. Actually, yeah. the jury. I was on jury duty. I never realized this before, but, but the jurors are accorded that honor. The judge was very clear. He says, he says the judge in a case is the jury. Huh. He says, my job is I'm the referee, but he says the actual judge in a case is the jury. And so even when one of us, I left the jury room to come through the courtroom, uh-huh. and, and there were just a few stragglers in there, but I just left individually, and people stood. I was a juror. Huh. Which I thought this is really awesome. The decorum of courtroom rocks. You, you just like poke your head in and out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Down, that, that's right. <laughs> then they start doing that. Start. But well, uh, but what? no, we we stand we stand as a sign of honor. Yeah. Let Let's back up a little bit here because there's the hymn of invocation that may be sung, and this is often when you would stand, especially if there's a cross processional. Right. And you face the cross, much like we face the flag. Exactly. At the national anthem, we're facing the cross a, because in, this is where our allegiance is. A, a procession is really a parade, and and originally was the 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 formal entrance of the clergy I and all the and all the ministers. Yeah, again, think to your Fourth of July parade. And if well, I don't lose any weight, I'm I'm often mistaken as a float. So <laughs> well, I just kind of <laughs> they just glue some flowers to you and put you in the rose parade. <laughs> but every parade in the civic sphere begins with the flag. Right. That's what. That's what. And so the same thing in church. The church has a parade. It's called a procession, and it's the the entry of the clergy and the assisting ministers and everything. And they they proceed uh, or they follow the the cross, which is that's our emblem. That's our standard. Right. And uh, in the same way that uh, people in service salute, and uh, and uh, civilians put their hands over their hearts to indicate honor to the flag. I love the original one. You know the you know the original gesture is to put your hand on your heart and then extend your hand out. But that got kind of tainted by Mussolini and Hitler, so we don't people. we don't do that one anymore. <laughs> but. Um, you know, the, there's uh, the, it's it's uh, it, it's the emblem, the standard behind which the church marches. So the crucifix, and and we bow. I mean, that's the other that's the other gesture is bowing. Right. So you have standing, you have bowing. It's customary to bow as the cross goes by. Uh, it's customary to bow when you hear the the holy the the invocation of the Holy Trinity, right. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, it's customary to bow at the certain words in the creed, uh, dealing with Christ's humiliation. Well, you you also in, in culture, especially cultures that bow a lot, you bow when a superior comes in. Oh yeah, or you do. President you know, Obama, please listen to this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> or you know, think about the Japanese thing. When I when I go to my favorite sushi restaurant, I always you know it's and you have to be careful because in in Japanese the the, the uh, in Japanese culture the the degree of bowing can be overdone if you're not Japanese. Ah. Now these guys will bow a little bit more deeply to one another, but I've read somewhere that if you're not Japanese, 
Japanese don't overdo it because it's not they, they don't take to that kindly. But but that you do it is considered very cool because they don't expect it. Ah. And so, but whenever I enter a Jap- my, my favorite sushi restaurant, I always pause at the door and greet them. And, and it's just kind of more of a, a the head, a little bit of Kind shoulder. of a nod. And then I always get free stuff. Awesome. So, you know. Good from, to know. Yeah. No, it's How to bit. get free stuff at your favorite sushi You know, place. you bring up an interesting point. We have a culture that's really bereft of symbols of honor. Yes. We do. You know, the Japanese bow, and, mm-hmm. and it's a sign of, of honor to each other. Right. And they try to outdo each other. There's a real subtle sort of game that goes on. <laughs> you know, no, you're more honorable than me. No, you're more honorable than me, you know. It's kind of like the after you game. No, yeah. no, after yeah, you. Right. No, after you. I yeah. insist. No, I insist. After you. But but we have nothing. We we, we don't really have anything to, uh, to to indicate honor. So church is one of those places where these, these customs still hold. Well, I, I remember being being taught basically in politics that the order that you enter a room in uh, indicates your, your status. And so you would see uh, President Reagan and Gorbachev Kind of, kind of like trying to herd each other into yeah, yeah, a room yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, right. like that. Getting that elbow in <laughs> yeah, right, ahead. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have standing, you have bowing, uh, and, and bowing is usually from, the, usually from the waist, not just the tip of the head, but it's usually right. from the waist. Um, you have kneeling. A lot of does your church have kneelers? No, I wish we did. Yeah, um, I like kneelers. Some do. I mean, that's and that's uh, usually <clears throat> the posture of prayer. Of penitence, mm-hmm. you know, the confession is often done uh, in the in German Lutheran circles. It's the it's also the posture for receiving the Lord's Supper. Not in Scandinavian Lutheranism, but in German Lutheranism. You don't have kneelers, do you? What in you the have pews? Kneelers? No, no, no. We do at the altar. Yeah, right. See, oh, we do at the altar also. Uh, but then, but see, we Scandin- also call it a step with a pad. Well, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And and then of course sitting is kind of the neutral position. Sitting is really a non-position. Right. Uh, it's kind of interesting that in the synagogue where Jesus taught, it was the teacher who sat down. Hmm. So you know you, you'll read like when he's at the synagogue in Nazareth, uh, he reads from Isaiah, and then it says he sat down and taught them. Or he gets out in a boat and he sits down and teaches the people. So the teacher always sat. That's not the best posture for projecting your voice, though. But it, but it is if you're going to go on for about four hours. That's a good point. You know, <laughs> and, and not everyone else would sit. No. Well, he stand. Jesus, Jesus uh, told the people to sit on the on the lawn there when he, he was, had them sit down on the grass. Yeah, the yeah five thousand. I believe so that the synagogue thing was standing. You stood. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and also in the Bible, there's more. There's there's uh, there's there's bowing deeply, which is touching your forehead to the ground. Uh, the prostration. Uh, you occasionally see that in Christian ceremonial ordinations, right? Sometimes Good Friday liturgies and that have these deep prostrations. Uh, the Eastern Orthodox uh, will do that. The the faithful will do that um, during the course of the Lord's Supper liturgy when the words of institution are said. They just basically touch their foreheads to the ground. Muslims will do that what four Muslim, five times a day. Yeah, the the Muslim uh, the Muslim posture prayer is right. is that. But that's a that's a that's that's a recognized sort of posture in the Bible for deep, always, deep reverence. I always thought you didn't want to be in one of those places if the guy in front of you had beans for lunch or well, something. Well, you know, like yeah, there, there's a, the close packing of it is just really, <laughs> really unfortunate. <laughs> Makes me thankful that we just basically do the stand and sit and occasionally kneel. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, you know, when you're kneeling, sometimes there's the cheater kneel. 
where you, where you kind of rest your your butt cheeks on the on well, the pew. Okay, to be honest, a lot of that depends on the angle of the kneeler. Exactly. Because because if the kneeler's too far forward, then you're kind of kneeling and leaning back at the same time, and it, it, it's it's very hard on your back. Well, I know, but not. But I use the cheater a lot when there's not enough space between the pews, but they insist on having kneelers right, nonetheless. Right. Right. Um, and I believe actually Kramer Chapel at Fort Wayne uh, uh, permits the the sort of the butt cheek kneel. Oh, is that official uh, standard uh, practice there? Is that no? It's the one I use though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Especially if you know it's going to go on for a long time. That's a little hard on the knees, you know. So we need to take a break. There you we'll go. Be back after this. I don't know why I picked this song. Just because I like Harry it. Harry Moonbeam's home in a jar, and be better off than you are. Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. Kicks up at anything he hears. His back is brawny, but his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, you may grow up to be a mule. Or would you like to swing on a star? Hey, get rhythm When you get the blues Come on, get rhythm When you get the blues Get a rock and roll feeling in your bones Put taps on your toes and get gone Get a rhythm When you get the blues Welcome back to the God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofre. I'm still Bill Swirla. You are. This is a uh, little Johnny Cash. Get rhythm. I say Love God it. rhythm. Love earlier, Johnny. So get rhythm. Yeah. That was one of the uh, questions on the uh, last Republican presidential debate. They thought that they'd be cute and ask questions like uh, Conan or uh, or uh, uh, David Letterman or whatever. And, and one of them was uh, was Johnny Cash or Elvis. And they asked Michelle oh, wow. that, I think. And, and that's a tough one because... Johnny. Yeah, but you're not, not as cool if you don't say Elvis because... Johnny. I'm with you, actually. I mean, Elvis ultimately became a Vegas lounge act. Well, there's that, and also... Johnny you, Cash never became a late Vegas or, lounge whereas act. Whereas Johnny Cash was, was a drug addict... At least he wasn't a giant uh, uh, toddler like Elvis was. <laughs> Have you ever been to, to, to Graceland? No. So tacky, you need a bath afterwards. I can, ima- but I it's can also imagine. It's glorious. It's so Is it really tacky. You, you, there's, there, but there, you like tacky. Oh, I love tacky. Yeah, you, you're like there's, a, there's you the are a connoisseur. You, you are to tacky as I am to food. <laughs> yeah, you're a connoisseur of tacky. I mean, anybody who likes tiki. Really understands hey, tacky. Hey, don't mock the tiki. <laughs> See, yeah, you take your tiki seriously. <laughs> hey, when's your birthday party? Uh, well, it was, it was, by the time that this airs, it was long. It gone. was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When, when will 20, it be? Twenty fifth of June. <laughs> so send your send your tacky. Tiki how, I should treatment. have asked. How was your birthday party? How was it? It was a great. Did you love that gift I gave you? Man, that was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, thanks for nothing. Cool. What do you mean, nothing? I Man, don't know what it is yet. Because we're, we're recording well in advance. Oh, I'm, try, I'm trying to fake it now. I I'm, know. Try, I'm trying to do Time Warp Radio. You faker. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I had a thought. It's gone. Really? I don't know what it. You hey. had. A, wait, wait. You had a thought, and yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Where'd it go? I wish I knew <laughs> yes. it's under the table. Have you ever somewhere. had that? You're, you know, you can feel them sort of dissolve. 
the it's like the ideas there, but you can't get it into words, and you're kind of oh no no yeah. no, and boom, it's just it's gone. gone. It just it's gone. it's like it just fades into existence. There, there are times where I can't sleep because gone. I'll be I'll, I'll have a thought, and it's like I can't forget this. I can't forget. That's this. why I you always keep something to write. It, yeah, I'll get up and go in the other room, write it down. You on have a piece to of paper. Yeah, I used to keep uh, when when I was more heavily into mathematics. <laughs> you thought I was going to say drugs, but but uh, <laughs> ma- math what mathematics math 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 and math as in calculus and stuff like oh, that. Oh, math. But but I remember, it, this was back in college, where, where you'd be working on these proofs or these really difficult um, math problems that, that would literally take hours to, to solve, and or days sometimes. And and uh, so, you know, you'd work as long as you could. Your brain's getting spongy. You just can't think anymore. Right, and right. so you just go to sleep or you just nod off. Sometimes I'd nod off at my desk. I'd just, be, I'd just fall asleep while trying to solve it. But I always learned to have a pad of, a pad of paper and a pen pencil or something on the nightstand next to my bed because I would wake up sometimes knowing the solution, but it would only last for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and if I didn't write it down right away, and, and I, I swear this happened any number of times, because your brain's active right. when you're sleeping, right. and, and I'd wake up knowing I knew the solution, and, and I could just pick it up and do it, but if I didn't write it down, it was gone. By breakfast time, it was gone. So there, you couldn't... There's- when I was in Greek, summer Greek, and I was very confused as usual. Um, <laughs> I would I would parse improperly in my sleep oh, yeah. and wake up completely confused, and, and it, oh, was, it was like I'm adding weird endings in my sleep that don't even exist, and then I wake up and I, I'm just utterly bamboozled because. It's like my brain was working against everything that I was learning. It is awful. When I was learning Greek, I I, I made um, tapes. Of of Greek paradigms, you know all the paradigms that you have to learn, like you know, luo luois lue, that kind of thing. Right, right. And um, and and I would wear them while jogging or or working on on the exercise bicycle or something. Oh, that was and, a good idea. And just listen to them for yeah. hours. And uh, I nailed them, man. I I used to have they're they're just deeply ingrained. Now, in you know, uh, just last night I was poking around on iTunes University. Yeah. You can get almost the full seminary education at iTunes University now. I mean, there are a lot of classes from Concordia Seminary there. Well, you know, they, they, ought, to, they ought to just do that. It's it's like, isn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, but but can't anybody just take the bar exam? I, I Technically, I think you're correct, but I don't think that you can actually sit for it unless you have the proper credentials. Oh, okay. But I think technically you're right, but in practice, no. Or Because, I, you know, I mean, in prior, in prior ages, uh, say at Luther's time, you went to the university, you studied theology. You didn't go to a seminary, didn't go to a Bible school. You went to the university, you studied theology, and then you presented yourself for candidacy to the, 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 the church body, and they tested you. Well, that was when theology was the queen of sciences. Yeah, but it was actually taught you know, in, at, in the academic setting at right. the university. Right. Uh, in the ancient church, you sat at the feet of one of the church fathers. Well, you know, like yeah. like like Augustine and Ambrose and 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 these guys and 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 but you didn't go to seminary. You just you 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 learned from one of the established yeah, teachers just been of the church. Like the last hundred years or so, that you would actually go to law school for the most part. Usually, you studied law under a lawyer. Oh, okay, and then and then you and got then go sit for the bar. Yeah, like Abraham Lincoln. I don't think he actually went to law school. Maybe for a brief period, but see, I'm wondering, he studied law with someone who practices, and you become a medical doctor the same way. Seriously? Yeah. You, not now, not today. No, not today. Not, yeah, you have to go to some Caribbean medical school first, don't you? <laughs> I know I would. Why 
Why would you go to some how miserable come, How come miserable all the foreign like, students can get into ours and all of our students have to go to the Caribbean? Well, there's a reason for that. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's a reason. <laughs> but, you know, why would you go to some miserable place like Johns Hopkins when you could go to Aruba? Some, some you know, island paradise to study. Good point. Boston? Really? I mean, Harvard? Nah. Really? You want to do that no. when you could go no. to some place no. like Aruba or Cuba? Cuba, you know. Cuba used to rock. They've, they've got the best medicine in the world. Just ask Castro. He'll tell you. <laughs> Keeping him alive. <laughs> they wrote him off for dead years ago. He might even be dead. We don't know. But I think Osama bin Laden is still alive and Castro is dead. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> We're talking liturgy here. Yes, we are. Let's get back to this. We we were talking about uh, various postures, postures, yeah, of when, worship, when we postures left. of worship, right? And so we we talked about the respect of standing, and we stand up, stand up for Jesus, and all the rest of this stuff. Standing, sitting, kneeling, bowing, prostration, as opposed to no, never mind, <laughs> prostration. Yeah. Uh, but in the, in the evangelical world, you you brought this up during the break. The raising of hands is a very big one thing. hand or two. I've right. noticed you can raise one hand, and you, you described that earlier. Well, yeah, you know, do you, they, and and also heights and and positions in or out is very important. Where the hands are turned, right? Are turned out are, in up up up's another one. Now, but we, we are told in First Timothy to raise holy hands. Yeah, the the most the most common the 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 so called orons position of prayer is, is this where you get hands, your aura? <laughs> is hands extended, palms up. Right. Not hands waving over the head. I don't understand that one at all. That that well, one Well you gotta sway to the music. Oh, is that oh it's swaying to the music. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they you were you do the Christian version of Dreamweaver, you know? I thought it was you gotta I, wait, I, I thought sway. I thought they were they were kind of trying to get better reception <laughs> it's like before i got fios tv i had those rabbit ears on top of my television you know you had to wiggle them around sometimes to get good reception especially nbc i'm sad i don't have dreamweaver in my playlist so yeah yeah, yeah right make a note note to self get dreamweaver maybe that's what i was trying to remember earlier i don't know uh, <laughs> And, yeah, and, so, and then, so, but but it is extended slightly before you, not well over your head or anything like that. Well, it's a, it's a posture of the beggar, uh, arms empty, waiting to receive. You know, right. not not uh, trying to draw God's attention. Not oh, looky God, I'm here. You know, isn't that cool? Look at me. Uh, and certainly not look at me. Yeah, that, that's right. Now another sometimes neglected gesture of worship, sign of the cross. Uh, usually made at the invocation of the triune name when you get to the Son, the name of the Father, the Son, sign of the cross, uh, typically touching the forehead, uh, the breastbone, and then the left and right shoulder, or right and left shoulder. The, depending you on see, there's, there's the debate, right? And, and then you have some who, the, like, they oscillate or return to the center, and then if you're from Mexico, you touch your lips and point to the sky and, uh, and, and say hi to your dead mom. <laughs> Wow. I didn't know <laughs> on, that. On the way around. Well, it's actually from not Mexico, but the Dominican Republic. Hi, Mom. That's as you're rounding third base after hitting the walk-off ah, home run. Yes, I, know, see. So, but, I see. But, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, we. it's like the simple gesture isn't good enough. You have to embellish it people, some more people, and more and more. Some people have put great emphasis on right to left or left to right. Right. 
What, what do you think? Well, as I understand it, and I could be wrong here, but but uh, but but in the West, we we touch the left, we touch forehead, breastbone, left shoulder, right shoulder. That's the sign of the cross. I teach, you know, I teach kids and whoever asks, you know, that you're basically saying Christ has claimed your mind, your heart, and your whole strength. Now, uh, now as in the, the pastor, East, when you stand in front of them and you make the sign of the cross of the whole congregation, you go right to left because you're doing the opposite of the church does left to right. I don't know. You know, I never thought about it. Now that you said know. it, you've now messed I'm, with you've messed with my mojo. No, I go, now. I go, I go. Wait, wait, I go, I go, I go. No, I go left to right, and then I go back to the middle. Yeah. And and have you ever seen some of the like the old school guys who will go they'll go down and then across and then it kind of oscillates a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, that that one's kind of cool. Yeah, I saw one guy. He did it real big. He'd like start way up over his head, yeah. go down to his knees. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's like you know waving. He's doing the wave. It's awesome. Well, I remember you know Wayne Schmidt. God bless him. Rest in glory with the Savior. Um, he was my worship. Uh, the, you know, instructor in the seminary, but but he always talked about a, a modest sign of the cross oh, that it yes. should be it should be no wider than your shoulders. You know, in other words, if you're if you're doing the reach, if you're reaching outside the zone, you're, it's too big. Yeah, see that yeah, looks good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Big enough to be seen. Yeah, small enough so you don't look like a doofus. Yeah, I, pro- I probably go about a little little over eye level, and then. Uh, Maybe a belly button. You ever notice how, the, like these contemporary guys that like do these sort of the pseudo blended services, but they're really not. They're actually just all you know revival service. But they they're really big. They make big signs of the cross. Yeah, because they're compensating. <laughs> so they also drive Corvettes, but that's beside the point. Well, yeah, that's another, <laughs> it's another kind of compensation. That's all that is. But but so, anyway, but, so the but, raised hands though. It, the, the pastor tends to raise his hand. And you should never look prayers. like you're signaling touchdown or field goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, unlike timeout, which or, is another program. But <laughs> well, timeout is the, yeah. The, he's got is a, that a podcast? Yeah, he's, he's oh, got cool. a referee there. Oh, so he's right. got a referee. That's yeah, right. As, as that's right. Logo, but, he's, he's, but when you're but praying, especially correct. as a presider, you should not be looking like you've signaled a touchdown. Right. So why is it that it has become appropriate for the pastor? You know, during the collect or whenever to pray with extended hands, but the congregation, not so much. Well, interesting question. I mean, I think it's appropriate for any Christian to pray that way because that is the most traditional posture of prayer. The lifting up of my hands is the evening sacrifice. Uh, that's, the, that's the posture of prayer in both Old and New Testament. Hmm. Uh, also, eyes open or eyes heavenward, not, not head bowed, eyes shut, hands clasped together. That's pietist. It is. Okay. Yeah. It is. It's the yeah. pietistic way of prayer. That is, you know, me alone with Jesus. Um, no holding hands. I mean, the, you got this gig going on in the Catholic Church is where unity. Oh, every time that you know they pray the Lord's prayer, they got to hold hands now. Yeah. So you know, if I'm going to a mass somewhere, I make sure I'm in the pew by myself. I ain't holding hands with anybody in church. Yeah, I've seen it go across the aisle and so forth. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I know a lot of Luther- Lutherans that aren't even comfortable with the sharing of the peace. Well, yeah. Alone, yeah. You know, that's because Lutherans are just anti-social. This is why you're a good Lutheran, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. That's because well, I'm an introvert. <laughs> you're an extrovert. <laughs> Extroverted Lutherans are kind of an oxymoron. I yeah. Think, you know. Yeah. It's just, well, you know, because we like to laugh. And carry you know, the, the curious thing is, is, is evangelicals and those types make a big deal over the sign of the cross. Yeah. You know, and all these and kneeling and all these traditional postures of worship. And then they're going and waving their one hand, two hands, 
tree hands, standing in their heads, barking like dogs, whatever they're doing. But, but you know. But, but the Bible says to pray with uplifted hands. Right. It doesn't say make the sign of the cross. Right. So, so you're doing deal. it wrong. <laughs> it won't work. All I'm saying is that, that uh, yeah, you, you, you sort of, you, you chuck the, uh, the traditional gestures and invent new ones. Because well, there's always, we, we, we do that. We're, we don't just, and you're Italian. You communicate not only with, with words, but with your hands, right? Yeah, I'm a kind of a whole body communicator, yeah. Yeah, that, that, and that's and, and Middle Eastern types the same way too. But but words always have gestures associated with them, like this in the in the the little preface dialogues. The Lord be with you. Do you gesture to your congregation? I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord be with you. Yeah. Extend your hand. Right. Um, when they say and with your spirit or when also with you, I, I always bow slightly to them. Yeah, I do them too. Yeah. Because that that that's a blessing back from that's, them. That's you know, good form. You bless them, they bless you back. Don't say thank you. I, I was I went to this one service. <laughs> Where the, you know, thank you. Yeah, it went like this. <laughs> the Lord be with you, and also with you. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. You know, and and it's just like at, at that point, the Second Amendment starts to kick in, for me. <laughs> as opposed to the Second Commandment. Okay, so let's get back to the liturgy. Now we make the sign of the cross, as we say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I just made the sign of the cross. Right, very oh, good. good. Yeah. And and this calls us to our baptism. For one, where we had the sign made on us and over us in baptism, and we've received the name in our baptism. And so we call upon God to join us in this worship through our baptism, which has united us to the family of God. Yeah, I mean, it's a second commandment thing. You know, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. To invoke is to call upon. Um, And it's not, it's not... A sentence. It's not we make our beginning in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, have you ever walked out of a service? I, I'm, I'm tempted to walk out services that start that way. Now, I have been known to say we begin our worship as we begin our lives in Christ through holy baptism in the name of Good the Father, grief. Son, the Holy Good that, grief. That's, 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 that's what Schmelder called algemeine chit-chat. Yeah, whatever. Just I'm, shut up and use the ritual, man. You know, I don't do that often. Every now and then I catch myself doing get it. Get over that. In the name. You, you, it's an invocation. Now, when we get to confession and absolution, you're going to have a real hard time. Time with some of the things I do. Yeah, you know, the the thing is, it it and that in the name is pronounced over the whole liturgy. It's not it's not that the beginning is made in the name. It's not that this part of the service is in the name. It's the whole blooming thing is in the name of the the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. This is correct. There you are. <sighs> it's also a, a a a Lord's Prayer thing. Hallowed be Thy name, right? You know, and the, that the name of God is honored when our when you know on our lips and in our lives. Well, and, and that and goes a, to the second commandment also. Second commandment, and as opposed uh, to the second amendment, which you were invoking <laughs> earlier. Now, you know, and also Matthew twenty-eight, and as you pointed out, the baptismal mandate that we're right. baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you know, another pet peeve: it's not in the name of the Father. And in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, that's borderline on heretical. I'm I'm waiting for you to get to your punchline here. There or is was that it. It's her, It's tritheism. 
then the Muslims are correct. There's three persons, but there's only one essence to have. The name is the essence. Right. The name singular of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Right. 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 So, you know, name, you know, in the name is the same. And in Hebrew, it's Bashem, which is the euphemism for Yahweh. Yeah. And so that's to speak of God in his essence, not in his person, but in his essence. I'm not sure I get what you're getting at here. The Father, the, the, the Father is Yahweh, the Son is Yahweh, the Holy Spirit is Yahweh. What, now, you were saying in the name of the Father and of the Son. That's fine. Name of the, of the Father. Oh, you were and saying the in the name of the Father and the name of the Son. Yeah. And the name. Oh, okay. right, 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 right. I right. guess I guess my brain just filled in the well, gaps you, you, there. You see, you, you see you people saying. do that in baptisms. Oh. They're not thinking. Is in the name of the Father. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and in the what? We got three three Ooh, gods modalism. going. You could go the way that, of modalism. That's tritheism. That yeah, you know because you've basically divided the essence at that point. Um, but no, that's that's a that's kind of a key thing. There are so many ways to mess these things up uh, just by kind of freestyling. That this this illustrates just stay with the words. But it's an invocation over the whole thing, and right. you know it's it's a reminder that we as the baptized are gathered by God in His name, and and we are there to a receive and b to render thanks and praise. You know, Godestins serve God by being served by God and by serving Him. You want to move on to confession and absolution? Why not? Oh, let me just as a, as a sort of a side thought, the service ends in the name, too. Now, this is kind yes. of peculiarly Lutheran. Really? Um, yeah, it's used the ironic benediction, you know, pulling from numbers, the Lord bless you and keep you. But remember, that was the name, Yahweh, bless you and keep right. you. Yahweh, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you. Uh, the, the, basically, the benediction of the high priest over the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, or the sons of Aaron's priestly benediction, not just the high priest, but all the priests. Well, don't the Catholics finish with the um, benediction? No, I don't believe. Okay, now they you're going to get upset here. This this is really wild. In my Calvary Chapel days, yeah, everyone would sing it together. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have that. We have that horrible choir. Well, there's a choir anthem that choir a lot of choir directors love. I mean, you know, they'll they'll fight, they'll go to the mat for that sucker. Um, it's it's kind of like second only to the Lamont Our Father in terms of religious tackiness. Lamont Stanford Sanford Sanford and Son Lamont? No, not that oh, one. Wrong uh, one. But you know, you know, it's that that horrible. You know, the Our Father. I'm talking Our Father, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. which art in heaven. Wow, you my ears out. Be thy. Yeah. That's the that's the yeah. Protestant Ave Maria is yep, what that absolutely. thing is. I mean, there's not a dry seat in the house when somebody sings that thing. Not a dry seat. Yeah, that's what I said. Everybody yeah. keys themselves. Yeah, absolutely, because they're all over about <laughs> 95 years old. That's why. Uh, we we also sing that every week at Calvary Chapel. It's what the, the that that that, lo- that our Father? Yeah. Are you serious? No. S- you know no. what's, what's funny is Wait, for being it. a non-denominational Protestant non-traditional. church, non-traditional, they have liturgy. Oh my word! Yeah. That's an ordinary in yep. in the yep. Calvary Chapel Mass. Well, like, Costa Mesa, the big, the mothership. Yeah. I wonder if they still do that. Do you know? I, I pretty much guarantee that they do. Oh, Chuck my. Smith is still kicking there. So, holy mackerel! That, no, I've, I've just learned something. Yeah. You know where I know that from? The Wisconsin Dells Indian shows. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I'm not making this up. When you grow up in Chicago, you want to get away for a quick weekend. Right. You go up to the Dells, okay? Now all the Wisconsin people are just gagging on this because they... Inquire no more, you feral beast. 
<laughs> but but you'd have people in Native American regalia doing things like singing the Lamont Our Father. That's just weird. Oh, it is. It's 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 just it's mind bendingly weird. You know, <laughs> uh, it's part of. Oh, wow, I'm amazed by that. So. But anyway, you know what begins in the name ends in the name. And, I, I want to get to confession and absolution because I really want to. We've covered upset that two you. weeks ago. But I really want to upset you. Go ahead. This. Okay. So we continue on with, uh, with a confession and absolution. Uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, right? Then there's and a time. On the way to Damascus, God struck him down. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a time for reflection, right? Yes. For self-examination. But before we do that, I go through the Ten Commandments. I've done that. Have we used the name of the Lord rightly or in wrong ways? I've done have that. We, that's, have, not a bad, you know, that's not a bad thing ha, to do. Have we, have we honored the Sabbath day and kept it holy? Have we, well, I forgot the first one is, have we put anything before the one true God? <laughs> I and, forgot and so the first most, one. Most Sundays, I, I will go through the whole Ten Commandments, and then we reflect in silence. But it's not according to the rubrics, right? so I'm doing it wrong. Well, a couple of things. One, remember we said a couple of weeks ago the confession absolution is not, not actually part of the liturgy. Um, <laughs> it's the preparatory, right? But it's in our hymnal. Right. It's part of the liturgy. It's in the hymnal. And 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 secondly, um, yeah, I do the same. I don't do it every week, uh, but I do it on occasion. I do it most weeks, not not every week. I don't think weeks. it's a bad practice in that um, one of the things is silence, if it doesn't have any content, is just mindless. Can be. If it doesn't have any content. You ever stand up front, especially on a Sunday when you're sick, and, and it's like, I don't I have to pause here, and, and sometimes I just kind of count in my head. Uh, let's see. Let's count to 17 today, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, remember... I, I don't want to rob them, but I'm just not in the – I'm just not in my right mind right now, and so I don't want to really – I remember you know, a guy I know who thinks about the liturgy a lot. I mean, he says, he says silence doesn't begin until it's actually silent. It's not when you've stopped speaking, when they've stopped speaking. It's when the shuffling has stopped, the page turning has stopped, all the little coughing, and that's it. then the silence begins. And uh, and the the rule of thumb I always heard is is silence should last as long as it takes to say the Our Father. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, slowly, hmm. uh, and that's a long time. So it you seems... don't just stand up there and think, you're at "Our Father, Lord, and heaven, now be thy name." Yeah, uh, that's that's about good enough. <laughs> You know, you get these guys who are, like, really big into timing. Everything's got to be timed. I could just see them with their watches. All right, uh, 30 seconds. That's enough silence there. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it, what you say, raise, I think it's a good point. And there's a fine tradition of these, these expositions of the Ten Commandments in preparation for confession. Yes. And uh, when it says, you know, silence for self-examination, um, yeah, I kind of preface it the way I preface this is let us let us reflect upon our sinfulness in view of God's holy law and especially the Ten Commandments. It would be very easy easy to expand on that sentence from there. You know, I'm thinking maybe it would just be good to say uh, take a few seconds here to contemplate what a jerk you've been to God and man. That's right, you're a worm. <laughs> You worm. You've been a jerk to God and man. Now stand there and think about it. Idolatrous worm. <laughs> you feral beasts. So then we we get to uh, let us then confess our sins. You know what? We've got two and a half minutes. I'll just Love read it. it. Well, no, don't. Well, you're going to read it? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, most merciful God, we confess that we (laughs) are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done, by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. I actually like the way that's that's constructed. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it, good. It, it comes out of LW by way of LBW. Um, it's not the traditional corporate confessional prayer. That's the one in Divine Service three. Yeah, I was just about to hammer on that one. But, I am heartily sorry. Yeah, that one has that Come one has on. the pietistic overtones. Sincerely repent. Yeah, heartily, I'm heartily sorry. sorry. Uh, Rosenblatt talks about... If they uh, said hardly sorry, they might be closer to... Right. Rosenblatt talks about some uh, Scandinavian confession that says something to the effect of, not as I should, but as I can, I repent of my sins. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of... We talked about that, uh, you know, a few few sessions ago. Corporate confession always has this compromise to it. Yeah. Because people come in various states. They come in, you know, with varying degrees of repentance. And it's it's kind of a one-size-fits-all. Uh, Unlike individual confession, where you can actually hear the specific confession of the specific individual and and absolve their sins, you know, in view of that confession, it's always compromised. Corporate confession and absolution is always, you know, some kind of a compromise. What I like about this is we're actually confessing not our sins, but our sinfulness. Right. That is, we are by nature sinful and unclean. This is, we're born this way. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody says, I can't help myself. I'm born. This. That's right. You're born this way. You sin in what you think, what you do, what you say, what you don't do. Right. Sins of yeah. commission and yeah. omission. So no matter how many ways you parse this, you know, love God, love the neighbor, what I say, what I do, you're just, you're just a worm. Yeah, not so much. Speaking of worm. Great ending. <laughs> we'll have the absolution next week. <laughs> Now you have to come back. See you next time. I'm glad this isn't church. (laughs) You got to do that some Sunday. Come back next week. Yeah. You want to hear the absolution? Come back next week. (laughs) You worm. (laughs) Do you think we could somehow incorporate feral beast into confession? I've been a feral beast. Uh, in thought, word, and deed. Shut up. We're going away now. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Then this guy choked on his sin. You lost the song. Inquire no more, you feral beast. <laughs>